It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm so hyped right now. here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us part of your regular routine. We're here in the dead of August talking about the schedule. The opening day and the Christmas Day schedules are out. The Boston Celtics are heavily featured. Also officially announced today, uh, Thursday, as we're recording this, the Celtics are playing January 11th in London against the 76ers. We are here to talk about it all John Corrales, Sam Jam Packard, and let's start at the beginning. The first game of the NBA season will be the Boston Celtics against the Cleveland Cavaliers, 8 o'clock TNT, Tuesday, October 17th. Celtics-Cavs kicking things off. Uh, Sam, I, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how we do against the Cavs and uh, whoever they have, not Kyrie Irving at point guard. Yeah, that's the biggest question heading the game is with – what will the Cavs roster look like? And uh, my first reaction to this game was, oh, that's exciting. The, uh, the Celtics are playing a huge game in the first week. But then the more I thought about it is that that game is really not going to be able to tell us anything because it's going to be such a fluke. It could be the Cavs working like a new, um, a whole new roster into the mix and they're trying to play around LeBron James. Um, normally I like the kind of the, 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 the measurement games to come later in the season when you actually know what the team is, they've been practicing together and they know what works. Um, but I'm just, at this point, I'm excited uh, for the idea of basketball coming back and it feels uh, ever closer now that we know three games on the Celtics schedule. Yeah. So the, the first opening night Celtics at Cavs uh, and then followed by Rockets at Golden State, both on TNT. So that's the opening night schedule. Yet, you know, the Cavs, who knows what the hell that game is going to be. We have no idea. The The Celtics could could be in disarray. They still might have a lot of growing pains working Hayward in. LeBron might come out wanting to prove something, or LeBron might come out and not give a shit and just coast. And so it, it could be anything. Those games in October, we forget, we forget those things. By, by the time January rolls around, by the time that London game rolls around, I I bet we'll forget 
oh yeah, that thing happened in October. So we're not going to worry too much about that. Uh, the next thing on the schedule. So look, well, let's just go through opening night. Let's just go through the whole thing. Houston at Golden State. That's fun. You know, you get to see uh, Chris Paul and on his new team. You get a bunch of like new team things going on. The Wednesday night Sixers at Washington, Timberwolves at Spurs. So featuring, I guess they're going to throw Fultz and Embiid and Simmons and all those guys out there trying to feature the young guys. It's going to be so sad to watch Fultz get hurt in that game, you know? And it's just going to be <laughs> such an unfortunate uh, event because all of Philadelphia is just way too excited right now, and I just don't think um, it's sustainable. That, that city cannot uh, sustain this much hope. It wouldn't be a Sixers rookie if he doesn't get injured and miss his entire first year. That's just how it goes. When's the last time a Sixers rookie has played his entire rookie season? Uh, if we want to be technical, Dario Saric, but he's not a top-tier rookie, so um, <laughs> I don't know when the last time uh, a top-tier rookie has played. Uh, I think it's a fun schedule. I'm just excited that the Sixers are going to be good again, or at least entertaining again. I also I don't know if they're going to actually be good. I think they have a chance of making the playoffs, but just with Joel Embiid playing in any game or Ben Simmons playing in any game or Markel Fultz playing in any game, just them being on the floor is going to be exciting. So I'm excited to see them be entertaining but also not – not that great of a basketball team. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, they will also kick off the Christmas Day schedule, Sixers at Knicks at noon on ESPN. You know, it's funny. The Knicks are the, you know, whatever cliche you want to throw out there, grease fire, they're whatever you want to call them. There's no incentive for James Dolan to make them any good because they get, uh, they're, they're in the opening week schedule, They're on Thursday, October 19th, Knicks at Thunder, 8 o'clock on TNT. So you get to see the Knicks among the first group of teams kicking off the season. The season begins with doubleheaders nationally televised Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Knicks are in that mix. And then they kick off the Christmas Day schedule. The Knicks get a ton of national play. The Knicks get a ton of ticket sales. They sell a ton of merchandise. They make a ton of money. They make a lot of money for James Dolan. Why on earth would he ever care about making that team better? Uh, it, I don't have a good answer for that. And it <laughs> seems pretty clear that he hasn't. He cares about his playing his uh, in his sweet band. Uh, apparently, he's real good at like finding music venues and is like a good music promoter. But you're right with MSG, the building as is, he's going to make money at the door no matter what. And until um, the Knicks change ownership. It's really hard for them to see uh, a situation when they're going to get better anytime soon, just because uh, Woj tweeted out today that they're reopening the Carmelo trade, which is, um, I don't see it ultimately as something that's going to get done, but until they get out from underneath Carmelo and his contract and him and fully transition to being Porzingis in the future, uh, I don't see the Knicks being very good. But as we see with the schedule, that's not going to change the fact that they're going to be there in prime time. Just because that's the way NBA basketball works, unfortunately. The Christmas Day schedule goes Sixers at Knicks, Cavs at Warriors. Now that's going to be a good game. Now the, I always say the Christmas Day. Not I'm not alone, obviously. That this is the uh, basically real opening day to the season. That October, November, and the beginning of December are just kind of the 
preseason in the NBA. Christmas Day is when they really get going. So Cavs at Warriors is going to be a good one at 3 o'clock. I love Wizards at Celtics, 5.30. I love that time slot. You know, you still get to go, you know, whatever, go in for seconds and kick around and watch that game. You're not falling asleep in your coma or whatever uh, for the for the next two games or whatever. Like, I, I just, I love that time slot. And bit of history, the first ever actual home game for Boston on Christmas Day. They've had one game where they were the home team, but that was in 1964 at Madison Square Garden, a neutral site game where they were designated the home team. They have never played in Boston on Christmas. Yeah, it's just a fun little um, event for Celtics fans. That time slot's perfect. You get to have your Christmas or non-denominational Jewish uh, Chinese food meal uh, in the morning. And it's just an honor to be playing on Christmas. You know the Celtics are one of the better teams in the league. The fact that they haven't hosted a game with how good they are um, is kind of surprising or how good they were in the past. But it's it's just like on a, a fun holiday event to have and kind of everyone's going to be at your – wherever you're have, celebrating the holidays, watching the Celtics game, it's going to be fantastic. And be able to actually go to a game, which I hope uh, we get to do on Christmas, is just uh, that more exciting. Yeah. Now – People may not realize that part of why the Celtics never hosted a game is because Red Auerbach didn't want any Christmas uh, home games. I he, did not know that. Yeah, he specifically requested that if they were to play on Christmas, that they play on the road so the garden staff, the 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 game day staff, wouldn't have to work on Christmas. So it's a little bit of uh, trivia for the Boston Celtics that that was kind of Red's doing. And so that just kind of carried through as tradition. The Celtics were always the road Christmas team. So now they are going to be the home Christmas team, which I, I totally get the the rationale behind what Red was doing. But it's also nice to have a little, for lack of a better term, Christmas present for people in Boston. You want to take your kids, your family, your friends, go out to a game. I mean, that that's a hell of a, a gift to get. If you if you are somebody who celebrates Christmas, that's a great gift to get, and you go and and you get to enjoy a game. So it would be nice, and hopefully the people who are working the game get a little overtime or double time or some kind of pay. Uh, one would hope. I think it's the law. So yeah, everyone everyone wins in this scenario, except yeah. for the Washington Wizards. Hopefully, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So uh, the Christmas Day schedule wraps up with Rockets at Thunder which is uh, that's always fun to have James Harden go back to Oklahoma City. And then Timberwolves at Lakers. The Lakers, another team that's just always going to get national play just because, but you're going to feature Lonzo Ball, so there's a ton of interest there. Uh, Minnesota's getting a, a bit of love with uh, the opening day there, Wednesday, October 18th, Minnesota at San Antonio at 9.30 on ESPN, so they're on the second night of opening week, and then they are the the capper to the Christmas Day schedule. So Minnesota clearly getting a, a bit of love and being featured by the NBA. Now, I don't remember exactly what. Uh, I believe we had the discussion. You tried to plan out Christmas Day yesterday, but I'm pretty sure I had a, a, a eerily close schedule to the one the NBA came out with, and I claimed yesterday that it'd be amazing TV programmer and these results just bear that out because it was uh, very close to what I suggested yesterday. 
Yeah. Uh, let's see. My my Christmas Day schedule was Bucks Raptors. Neither of those teams are on there. I had Celtics Wizards. Uh, then I had Thunder Spurs because I wanted the Spurs on national TV for Christmas. That didn't happen, but the Thunder are there. Uh, then I had Clippers Rockets and Warriors Cavs. So we did get Warriors Cavs. So I got two of those games. And uh, let's see what I say. Clippers Clippers are not on. So I got a bunch of the teams, but not not really quite the the right matchups. And I totally whiffed on the Bucks and the Raptors. So eh. No one wants to see the Toronto Raptors um, play basketball uh, on prime time. I don't even think they celebrate Christmas in Canada, if I have my facts straight. <laughs> we'll have to double check on that one. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised that the Bucks with uh, Giannis and Tentacumpo being a, a pretty odds-on uh, MVP finalist candidate, that he's not on Christmas. He is on that Friday opening week schedule, Cavs at Bucks Friday, October 20th at 7 o'clock on ESPN. So that's going to be the early Friday night game. That'll be nice. But I'm surprised that there wasn't more Milwaukee in this schedule. I think the problem with the Bucks is outside Giannis, they don't have a lot of um, additional star power. They have a like, very solid team, but there's no one else on that roster that you're dying to see. Um, and it feels like with the Timberwolves, they have to be on there with adding Jimmy Butler to Carl Anthony Towns. With the Thunder, it's adding Paul George. It just feels like the Bucks are not necessarily, um, no, other than Giannis, it. they're not going to drive up a bunch of ratings. And they're, it, it's in the Midwest. Right. Like compared to, there's a reason why the Knicks get so much coverage in the places like the Bucks don't. Is just because uh, it's all financially motivated. Right. Look at the bad teams that are on these that are featured on this schedule. Uh, Philly is is bad. They're they're not going to be good. But Philadelphia is one of the top markets in the United States. New York is going to be terrible, the number one market in the United States. Lakers is going to be terrible, number two market in the United States. Now, of course, the Lakers have Lonzo Ball, like I said. They've got uh, young guys that are worth watching. But they're, when you're in a market that big, if it was – really, with the Lakers, they're, no, they're not much different than – the Bucks, in that there are a couple of guys that you've heard of. One guy who's potentially pretty good. The Bucks have one guy who's already really damn good, and a, a few guys that casual fans haven't heard of. I'd love to go watch Chris Middleton play and Jabari Parker and those guys. I think they've got a pretty solid team there, but it doesn't resonate with casual fans. And when you're in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, that just is not Giannis is not enough to 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 bring the ratings. So. The, Until the Bucks he, feel like a, a a great league pass team this year. Is that they're never going to be on national television that often? But the true NBA heads, that'll be a team you'd like. You just always want to turn into because Giannis can probably like do a triple double, and he has the potential to do, just do crazy stuff any night. Right. And look, they had the rookie of the year, Malcolm Brogdon. So they they have players that are good, and so uh, I'm a little a little bit surprised, but I totally understand. The, the rationale. Uh, even at New Orleans, they've got potentially one of the biggest stars in the NBA in Anthony Davis. They've got the uh, boogie com- combustibility factor. So Warriors at New Orleans, Friday, October 20th, to wrap up at 9.30, the opening week schedule, national TV schedule. That's going to be an interesting game. By the way, did you see the Indomitian Sioux and Boogie Cousins footlocker ad? 
I did not, but just the those two intense personalities sounds like it'd be it's, pretty good. And Foot Locker normally has some pretty good advertisements. They they do. They do. And it's another one. People, you should Google it. But the, the gist of it is that they're sitting there saying, yeah, nobody's perfect. We get a bad rap. There's this, And they're like, they walk past a woman who dropped all her stuff and like kick her groceries. And they knock a guy over on crutches and step on his broken <laughs> foot. And the ladies were trying to walk into an elevator on a walker and they won't hold the elevator for her. But they're oblivious to the whole situation. It's kind of funny. I would, you know. It's not funny the way I described it, but it's it's. Yeah, I'm not here to make a visual representation of the ad. It's just a funny Foot Locker ad. Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details. So, yeah, anyway, I digress. And then, of course, Celtics, January 11th in London against the 76ers, the big, in quotes, rivalry game. Big time. It's just going back to those, those 1981 um, Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I don't know if that date's correct. Uh, I was not born until 1990, but it sounds like something that would be right. Uh, they played 81 or 83 or both? Uh, they played... 83, the Sixers won the championship, and that was the beat LA chant, correct? Yes. Yes. And I think they beat the um, them in seven on the way to the finals in 81. But I don't know my facts straight. But it's interesting to see the Celtics going to London. I know we've talked about it a little bit because um, I'm still debating starting to GoFundMe. I looked up plane tickets today just, to, just as a curiosity. If you take Iceland Air, we could get two plane tickets for $850, which it feels like a steal at this point. And I was Each. asking some of our British fans, Just I said, just find us a floor to sleep on in a pub. Uh, and they said, you don't want to sleep on the floor of a pub. And I thought that was a valid point. But, mm. you know, if we're only there for less than 20 or less than 48 hours, then I'll sleep anywhere. It'd just be a really cool experience. But I'm curious to see how the Celtics schedule works out around that. Because with the flying over there, you expect them to have like four days on either end of just like, how how they deal with travel. It's kind of bizarre that the the NBA is focused so much um, and put such an emphasis on trying to um, extend the season lengthwise and not having back to backs. But then, oh yeah, we're just going to send a team, two teams to London. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they'll they'll make accommodations for for that travel. It's they'll probably get like you said, two days off, play the game, two days off, and then come back. And then I, I don't know. There, that's pretty close to the uh, Martin Luther King Day schedule, which is another huge day. The NBA has made that a, a huge, huge day for them. And I wonder if the Celtics are going to be featured on that. So they could theoretically play that game but on the 11th, have the 12th, 13th off, uh, maybe even the 14th, and play on the 15th. So that's uh, that's a possibility for the Celtics. And then th- they would probably have to play. A couple extra back-to-backs. They might be one of those teams that does get that extra four-game and five-night stretch to compensate for that. But it is what it is. I'm sure the Celtics will figure out a way to rest guys and sit guys and, and whatever to to make that work. But 
interesting, but look, they're they're trying to make the game even more global, and this is a, a great way to do it. And especially now, we're talking about this on the 25th anniversary of the Dream Team going to Barcelona and demolishing world competition. So this is the net effect of that, that those guys 25 years ago went and basically educated the rest of the world as to what awesome basketball is and how bad your basketball actually was. And it inspired guys like Dirk Nowitzki and other international players, you know, Manu Ginobili and those guys, they were kids when this happened and they watched and they became better and they became stars. And that may not have happened without that dream team. And now you see the culmination, London, Mexico City, international markets, China, heavy focus on the NBA in China. And and you see them spreading. They've done NBA India. That's a big emerging market. They're everywhere. This game is about as global as soccer, not as globally popular, but it is the one sport that is popular everywhere around the world. And so they've done a great job. And I think the Celtics playing in London is, is just a great kind of uh, culmination for all of this, as I've used the word culmination like 10 times in my little rant. Well, it's a, it's a $10 word, so I uh, applaud you for using it multiple times. But it was, it was interesting that you're talking about just like the global expanse. There's actually an article I was reading on SI.com. It was a couple weeks ago. It was by Jeremy Wu. who was talking about there's this crazy trip that the Hawks took in like 19, the late 1980s to Russia on kind of a similar. This was a more of an exhibition mm-hmm. trip. But it was a very interesting article, and it was talking about how it really opened up the USSR to like players playing in the NBA, and like Zildrunas Ilgauskas was there to watch all the games. Like any like semi-good Russian player was pretty much in the stadium uh, and really paved the way. And it's not something you think about much, but it's it's kind of crazy that this will really be um, the first chance of the people of England to see like a, an actual. I don't want to say an actual pro game, but like a regular season game that matters. Um, and you don't know who's going to be in the crowd. So it's just, it's just a cool opportunity. Um, and just also for the players, they might not be able to like be the type of people who would ever like go to London. So I'm excited to just see the random kind of behind the scenes footage. We're going to get Joel Embiid, like one of the social media superstars. He's going to mess up something with the Queens guard. Just his videos in London are going to be fantastic. It's just a, like a, a nice, NBA, I guess, I guess it's a kind of a sideshow, but it's just something that's a, a nice little wrinkle in the season that if it's only one game a year, I think is just a, a great thing for the NBA to do. Yeah, that uh, that Hawks game in the uh, Soviet Union, I believe, I heard the story, uh, David Stern was on the Bob Ryan podcast, and he was saying that the Hawks were actually cheered in very Rocky Four fashion, that the American the Americans were cheered against the Russian opponents. Oh, that's I did not know that. Uh, apparently, they were played in like they played in a three-city tour, but the, like the first two cities were just uh, completely abandoned, and they had to eat just like pickles and saltines before like <laughs> it sounded like a real trying time for like I'm pretty sure Doc Rivers was on that team. Um, but uh, yeah, it's an interesting article. I would suggest uh, go take it and read if you're interested in kind of a, an NBA long form article, but. Just more support of the NBA getting more global. Um, it's going to be interesting. And who knows? Maybe me and you will be there, John, in attendance at O2 Stadium to watch the Celtics uh, take on the Sixers. Who knows? That would be great. 
I'm trying to think of the best fundraising strategy. Like, what would the pe- what would actually get people to donate to such a a worthy cause? I think. Uh, I feel like we'd have to work for this. Like, yeah, I don't know. We'd have I feel to put like, in some effort. Yeah, like I, it, we're we're not just gonna be like, hey, pay for our airfare and give us two thousand dollars. Like, I think we'd have to like hustle. Like, people would have to pay us. For like, and I, you know, I'm not like talking like a car wash where you know, hey, five bucks, come out wash your car. Hey, I if they if you I can wash your car in like a, a skimpy low cut shirt and like get a get water all over myself. If people want to pay for that, I'm willing to offer that service. I I I like where you're going because I feel like people would pay for you to not do that. Ooh, it's yeah. a, whole, a kind of a hostage situation. Yeah, I. Uh, Yes, I think that would be the most right now in this brainstorming session, the most effective money raising technique would be to go out onto the corner and have you threaten to wear something low cut so as people would <laughs> throw money at you to just stay clothed. You know what? I I anything works because we just need to get to that total of uh eight hundred and fifty dollars. I think we can do it. Wait, Maybe, is I, that each or for both? For both. Are you kidding me? It's only it's only eight hundred fifty dollars for two tickets. Um, yeah, Icelandic Air. Well, it's seven hundred and twenty euros, and but according to my calculations on the Google machine, that's eight hundred and forty-seven dollars. I it's it's I think it's doable. Well, I yeah, want this. I, I want the people doable. to let us know what they would be, what they would want us to do, in order to earn this money. Because I'm I'm open to doing a lot of dumb things uh, for the sake of going to see the Celtics in London. So if you guys have ideas, um, <laughs> shoot us at the Raining Junk hashtag or Raining Jays hashtag. Uh, it's up to you, um, and we'll try and figure out a way to make this happen. R.I.P. Our mentions on this one. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> until then. Uh, we await the rest of the NBA schedule, which should be released at some point soon it's a little bit different they've gone they're going through like a review process teams can actually review the schedule and petition for changes so i don't know if any of that's going on right now usually i think the schedule is kind of released in full by now but this is what we've got and whenever that's released i'm assuming it may even come out on friday or over the weekend or maybe early next week and then we'll have more to talk about so until then Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. If you are a subscriber, if you are not, please search Locked On Celtics wherever you get your podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. We are everywhere, even on Spotify. I'm hammering that point every show because being on Spotify is a big, big, big deal. And you should, if you are using Spotify, subscribe to us there. Also on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all the usual places. Uh, If you do subscribe, rate us. Give us that five-star rating. Leave us a good review. Tell people why they should be listening to us. That helps us out a great deal because that spreads the word and lets everybody know about the Rain and Jays greatness. So thanks to everybody for listening. We'll talk to you next time here on the Locked On Celtics Podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from NetSuite. NetSuite lets you see what's going on with your business in real time. 
from accounting to order management and much more. You've outgrown your business management software. Let NetSuite help. Go to netsuite.com slash podcast to get your free guide and find out why NetSuite is a leading business management solution for growing companies. Get up and running fast with NetSuite. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.